Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. It's Friday, it's 1135, and that means Tech Talk. Adam Oldfield, the uh, president and CEO of Vacuman, who sponsored this fine program, is with us once again. Adam, great to have you back. Hope you're doing well today. I am. I am, Bill. First of all, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers coming up this weekend. And I want to just share that it is uh, Asthma Awareness Month, Bill. If you may not know, or if anyone doesn't know, um, many people suffer from asthma, and it's been a heck of a week. I can tell you, with the window, the weather, the you know, we're enjoying this warm weather, but you may have noticed that, uh, and it's really been more impactful more than ever because of you know air pollution outside, otherwise. But uh, you know, I just thought I'd bring a little awareness. It's one of the uh, one of the uh, organizations that I think needs a little attention, and in the business of vacuum and furnace and duct cleaning, I just thought I'd bring this to everyone's awareness that uh, you know, uh, airborne diseases can sometimes trigger allergens and pollen and other things um uh just to keep that in mind if you're looking at uh, you know what can you do as you have the windows open you may want to consider uh cleaning out that air duct system getting yourselves uh, a fresher indoor air quality component and uh, and also be aware asthma awareness month is going on in the month of may absolutely uh, by the way for people that, that are dealing with asthma uh, and you know you rely on the puffer from time to time uh here's a fun fact that was actually invented in hamilton uh, many, many no. years ago at the really? Firestone Clinic at St. Joe's Hospital. Well, the prototype was it. I mean, there's been variations on it since then. But at the Firestone Clinic, they developed the, that, uh, the aerosol puffer that so many of us use. And, and uh, it's, it's again, because of the you know, great history of, of healthcare and healthcare research that goes on in Hamilton. But I'm glad you brought this up about the, the time of year that it is. And, and it, as you say, Asthma Awareness Month. It's also, and I'm here to tell you, Allergy Awareness Month. <laughs> uh, so listen, Mr. Vacuum Man, uh, how do I get the the pollen and the stuff that irritates my nose and eyes uh, out of the you can't open the windows if you're a sufferer of, of yes. allergies of course because you're just letting the stuff in so That's you right. want to close the windows but at the same time it's still in the air isn't it i mean as, as you talked about every little dust particle and everything else uh it, this is as good a time as any maybe the best time actually to th- get the ducts cleaned right now to try to clean up the air in your house that's right. Yes, absolutely. And if 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 it's not purposely capable for you to have your air ducts cleaned, make sure again your furnace filter is updated. Make sure you do refresh it. Um, if you have an electric air cleaner, uh, make sure that you do clean it properly because uh, this is the time when you're probably bringing in most of those uh, elements in the air, and it gets pulled into your air uh, circulation system. So uh, yes, if you're able, if you like, give us a call uh, at Vacuman, and uh, I'd be more than happy to assist anyone that would. Uh, like to take that uh, into consideration. The other one is to, uh, again, just change your furnace filters, folks. Uh, yes, it's not just a winter thing. It's a seasonal thing. And this is definitely time to get it done. Can I ask you a question on that? Because you brought yes. this up a couple of weeks ago. And, and, and that's always a reminder to me to change them. What about the metal filters? Uh, because people say, well, what am I supposed to? Yeah, the paper ones, you know, that you can buy at Home Depot and everything, the replacement filters, easy peasy, right? You take one out, yes. slide the other one in, and bingo, you're done. The metal ones are a little problematic and a little uh, intimidating to some people. How do you clean something like that? You know, it's interesting, Bill, you bring this up. My dad and I have had this conversation. My dad's been doing it for 40 years. It was my dad's business before, for anyone that wanted to know. Um, and my father and I have talked about the electric air filters. You pull them out and you're supposed to like wash them and make sure they're dry before you put it in. Um, yeah. On this conversation, my father is very much adamant about the fact that the paper filters are always better, better than the electronic. And the main reason is it zaps the, the bacteria, if you have an electric air filter, uh, it's the metal one that slides in. It kind of looks yeah. like a paper filter. They're about one inch by, by 25. Um, and what happens is in those versions, 
they zap the bacteria. So what happens is as it's on, it's, it, you know, the air is going through, it's giving a little electric shock, kind of, you know, kind of a disintegrating or, or annihilating all of the air particles that are floating through your, uh, through your, through your system before it comes into the blower fan and blows it back into the house. Um, what it doesn't do is it doesn't necessarily always stop all the dust particles. In fact, they tend to get through a lot easier through uh, an electric air filter system, whereas a, depending on the thickness, it's called the MERV, the MERV count, the higher the MERV count, so you might see a MERV, M-E-R-V, folks, uh, just references how thick the fibers in the filter is. So the higher the MERV count is, so a 16 is very thick, and that will catch very, very uh, minute uh, uh, particles uh, that come through the air system. An average good airflow uh, uh, with regards to a MERV filter, you're looking in and around that MERV 10, MERV 13. It still allows good airflow, but it also traps a lot of the hair and dust particles that can come through. Uh, I, I know that we're you know, kind of going off on a tangent here, but it's very important because <laughs> I get a lot of questions about that. And it's a nice segue into what I wanted to ask you about. Uh, speaking of filtering out things that you don't really want, uh, Firefox has acquired a startup called Fake Spot, which is supposed to do just that, aren't they? Filter out that fake reviews? That's right. Yes, correct. Uh, Firefox, which if anyone doesn't know, it is a browser that's been around as long as Google, if not longer, to be honest with you. It was uh, originally part of the Netscape browser, if anyone's listening remembers that. Firefox is uh, as one of those alternatives to uh, Microsoft and Google. And they've just purchased uh, this latest startup. And what it does is it this startup was actually being able to determine whether or not reviews are legitimate. If it's on Amazon, Yelp, TripAdvisor, uh, Google Business, um, what it does is it actually can identify with this extension in the browser to say this is a fake review. It's been very much known that if you want to make yourself look like you're good, um, you know, you go out and, you know, get legitimate reviews. Did you perform a good service? People can comment on it. Um, and I also want to preface this, Bill. Reviews, it, everyone wants the five stars. If you're out in the world, you want, five, you want as many five stars as you can possibly get. I'm going to comment that not everyone uh, or Google and all those other systems, it's okay to get a 3.5, to get a 4. I mean, we all need to improve, but it looks legitimate and for otherwise. But Firefox, this startup, it actually will now determine and tell you that out of 100 reviews, 45 are fake. So it can give you a better perspective of, is this business legit? Are they operating uh, uh, correctly? And, and are they just trying to hoax you into uh, buying their products with fake reviews? Interesting stuff, and, and it's it's uh, interesting that they're going to actually do that because what you're looking for is an authentic, you know, evaluation of the business. I mean, that's why you're on Google in the first place, right, to see if you can get these sorts of things, or Firefox. I, there's, what, about 15, 20 people using Firefox now, isn't there? I mean, <laughs> I, 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 you've joked about this in the past. It's been around for a long time, but it's it's like facial tissue, right? That's what that's you right. call that little thing, but everybody calls it Kleenex, which is a brand name. And, and the yes. same thing now, uh, you know, it's it's Google. I'm going to Google something. It's become a verb now. It's become part of our lives. Poor Firefox, but good on them for developing this. Uh, speaking of Google, uh, they're trying, I guess, to increase their security around uh, with a new passport key. That's right. Yeah, this this is going to solve all your problems, Bill. This was almost like directed <laughs> to you because you and I have talked for years about passwords and we have always commented yeah. at the end of the year, the number one password of which people use and they keep getting hacked. Well, this is 
one of the new announcements and why this is so revolutionary is that if you know if you have a smartphone which a majority of us do whether it's an apple or google you uh, the old way and i say old way meaning like months ago is you would get a text message it would have a code or you would go to uh, google authenticator microsoft authenticator and you would get a six um uh, number code and you'd have to then go back to the program and be able to set up the code in there and then it would, now what google's done and it's it's i love this bill all it does is uses your biometric information on your phone no matter whether you're on a website or whether you're signing into a desktop uh if you use passkey google passkey uh it uses your biometric information so now when you sign in it will say do you want to sign in yes go to your phone you know run your fingerprint run your retina and it will then identify in the list encrypted and get you access so this is one step towards we have security but at the same time uh not needing everyone to remember uh password one two three four five six well, there you go. Simplicity there. Uh, let's do a quick break. We're going to come back in a couple of seconds. I want to talk about uh, power generation and uh, and uh, some new innovations there too. You're listening to the Bill Kelly Show podcast on 900 CHML. Tech Talk, Adam Oldfield, uh, President and CEO of Vacuman, who sponsored the great program uh, with us once again. You mentioned Westinghouse, and I know a lot of people right off the top, Adam, are going to think, oh yeah, appliances. Yeah, they make toasters yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but they have been in the power generation business much longer than they've been making toasters. Uh, That's as a matter of fact, my, my wife's my wife's dad worked for years and years at the Westinghouse uh, is in, in the front office up there and uh, traveled the world uh, because there, there's so much in demand right now for the turbines and things of this nature. Uh, and now uh, they're into nuclear reactors. Yeah, yeah. One of the announcements in the U.S. was that they've uh, they've approved and have uh, proven that they have created a nuclear reactor that is uh, a quarter of the size of which a nuclear reactor would normally be needed to be built. Um, and the uh, it's called an AP three hundred. Um, and what's u- unique about this new Westinghouse nuclear plant is that it produces no greenhouse gas emissions. Um, they're claiming is we're in less than ten years will create enough byproduct that would not harm the environment by its uh by its generation it more or less can do the same power as a coal plant but can power up to three hundred thousand homes um and and why it's unique is that it is clean it is safe but it can now be built in areas bill that are in rural er, rural communities um and not have the fear of of having any of, of that byproduct that you hear now what here's here's an interesting myth as well is that nuclear power plant you know when people think nuclear power plants they think of chernobyl oh no nuclear power plant we're gonna have a chernobyl situation it's actually been proven that uh the american development of the nuclear power systems uh would have very very little zero any uh situation similar to what happened in Chernobyl. they're built completely different folks so just as an fyi if if this is something that could be coming uh it takes up less square footage of space meaning we don't need massive amounts of property to create it number two it's clean number three uh it can then generate all the electricity we're we're going to need um based on the future uh and this is actually why it's so revolutionary is that it can be now be built in smaller rural communities uh across north america 
Yeah, and more and more people, including, by the way, the government of Ontario, are now starting to realize that nuclear is is a viable alternative, uh, you know, without uh, the, the, the bad byproducts that you're going to get with a lot of others. Hey, we're all health conscious these days. You've talked about it. I've talked about it. You love to cycle to try to, to keep in shape, and we want to keep an eye on what we're doing. Uh, and the best way to do that, of course, is with these smartwatches, uh, because especially with all the, these health features that they put on them, and Samsung's got a, a new development with their, their Watch 6. That's right. Yeah, the Samsung Watch 6 uh, was announced, uh, and with it comes with a new feature that's just been approved by the FDA with an irregular heart rhythm notification bill. Um, and, you know, the it's a, an extension of the ECG that the Galaxy Watches received clearance on just not long ago. And yeah. why this is obviously, I wear my Samsung Watch like like gospel. If I'm not wearing it, I'm like, ah! So uh, I'm, I'm a little over overprotective of my watch. Uh, but it's got an act, uh, it also has the new feature coming out which is going to have a sensor for AFib um, and these features are going and why this is unique is that many watches claim they can do these things um, and Apple's included but it, a lot of them don't have the FDA clearance so part of it is to promote it is is one thing to say that it actually has clearance by the FDA is another and it finally got its clearance to to actually uh to, to have that. So in addition, uh, the new watch will help users sleep better, uh, will bring a personalized heart rate zone, and it has safety features like fall detection and an automatic SOS calling feature. Now, Apple has a lot of those features as well. Why I'm bringing this up is because Samsung is now catching up to the race with Apple. Uh, and you've been doing that for years. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're their biggest fan. And then that's good. Competition is good like that. Uh, but the, the last element you talked about, about, you know, the fall detection and SOS calling is important. I think we all remember those commercials we used to see, you know, I've fallen and I can't get up. And some seniors, of course, would, you know, if they're living independently, would have to have that little thing around their neck and a, a call button. Uh, you get them a phone just as easy and, and it can do a lot of or a watch. I mean, and it can do all those other things for you too. Uh, talk about SIM and affordable packages, uh, the data packages right now. Uh, it's, it's been a, a problem and a concern for an awful lot of people for a long time, uh, but what they should get and everything like that. What's the latest on that? Yeah, this is this is fantastic, Bill. If you're a traveler or you're going anywhere in the world, if you're going to the Caribbean, you're going to the U.S., you're going to Europe, wherever you are, if you're a traveler, there is a package that you can buy online if you have an eSIM. And most new phones in the last two to three years have an eSIM. And what you do is you go online and it's A-L-O-S-I-M. It is an app. Go to If you Google that, you'll be able to find AlloSIM. Uh, and what you can do is purchase the country to get data. Now, again, I want to reference this is data, not calling. Like a lot of Canadian cell phones, they have the roam like home, but now they've just increased the prices to, I don't know what it is, Bill, 14 bucks, $13, whatever, a day. Um, and you can use your data and your calling. Well, this gives you a data package and you can then link it to your phone. And what happens is while you're in the US, and here's an example, 20 gigabytes is $42. And why I share this with you is it never expires. So you could buy that plan today, pay your $42, get your 20 gigs. And then when you're in the US, you can then flip to your Allo SIM uh, account and it will then use that gig of your gigs versus using a roam like home situation. So uh, this is fantastic if you're traveling over to Europe or otherwise, or you're in the Caribbean and you don't get those, you know, high costs because it is variable based on where you travel. Um, but this is a good alternative now, folks. You can now buy gigabytes, travel worldwide, and it doesn't expire. You can buy it today and in February next year, uh, you'll be able to still use it. It doesn't have a renewal situation. 
I got to jump ahead because this is, uh, we're kind of tight on time, but I want to talk about this because this is fascinating. When we started doing Tech Talk a long, long time ago, of course, and, and you'd come in on Fridays, uh, and, of course, you have 16 phones and you're using them 27 hours a day. I, I know that. And halfway through the show, oftentimes, you'd, you'd flip batteries. You'd switch batteries off because it was dying and you've got, you've got a spare battery. And you thought, this is a novel way. That way you're still in business. You don't have to say, okay, I'm out of business while I'm charging here. Now, it looks like a, this company has developed this, that you can do this now since we're all talking about EVs and charging stations, uh, about battery swapping with the vehicles. That's an interesting concept. Well, this is actually a startup that's been developing. And one of the conversations that's been had for, yes, for battery anxiety, last week we talked about it. We want more yeah. range. We want more distance and otherwise. The company is called Ample Inc. And what Ample is providing, and this is a, a right now they're going out with investors. Here's the vision. They want to take gas stations or petroleum stations, which we know are probably subject to closing um, or needing to reinvent themselves. And they've got the ability to create a battery swapping system. So you pull into a gas station, you get out of the car, you pull out the pump, you pump it up. Imagine pulling up to a car, uh, to a gas station, and a little mechanism underneath pulls underneath your vehicle, unstraps your battery, pulls it down, and then swaps a new battery inside. Um, why this is apparently gaining momentum is that it is very, very likely, as more electric vehicles are going out, um, we don't have to stop and charge or find a Walmart or otherwise to do your charging. This is now something that you can be able to swap, and they're testing it right now, Bill. And then, the, and here's the other benefit. The batteries are smaller because you'll be able to swap them more often. So you be able to do long imagine driving out going for that long drive out east and you want to visit your family you can now stop at a station have your battery swapped get another 500 kilometers swap your battery again um and it will take less than a couple minutes and they're also lighter because they're smaller which means they're less heavy which means our roads won't be damaged as much and we can continue to have an electric clean option so we'll see it's called ample inc i'll probably talk more about it it's just been launched they've just announced they're testing it as we speak but they just got to get tesla and gm and ford and everyone's got to be on board with being able to have the modular batteries uh similar so they can all basically be retrofit retrofitted if you were to pull into a station to get them replaced it's a great idea super idea why didn't i think of that why didn't you think of that um lots more coming up on this i want to talk about qr codes and everything else but we're going to hold that over until next week uh but it's always fascinating uh, thanks as always for this adam and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again next friday okay thanks bill take care the bill kelly show weekdays from nine to noon on 900 chml